Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. I cannot believe it, except I kind of can believe it. But this is it. We're wrapping up Daily Dose, at least in this iteration, um, after almost two and a half years. I It's shocking to me. But rather than us just talking about it, we decided to bring um, a repeat guest back to finish up our Thursday Guest Thursday repeats, but also to turn the tables just the tiniest bit. So let's bring our friend, our marketing guru, and our past guest, Lillian Cotter, to the screen. Hi, Lillian. Lillian. Hi. How are you? I'm doing so good. I've got my coffee because I'm always so jealous of you with your mugs (laughs) when I'm watching Daily Dose. Thank you. So I I was very specific about making sure to have my coffee here. Excellent. Good choice. Mother says, well done, you too. Incredible. Mother, way to be on right at the start. Good job. And let me just say before we get into this, because I do not want to miss this. Bonnie Bowman, Bob Lubin, John Zverowski, Ann Riley, Sandy Thiel, you five in particular, thank you you wow have you been yes, super have. supporters of this show and then everybody else thank you we can do some more of that at the end but i did not want to forget you five in particular unbelievable okay lillian we're here we're ready okay <laughs> so what you're made it that it feels like this is going to be a very calm casual interview not an interrogation <laughs> we're but, here we're ready but, but i just so in the room. <laughs> Um, so I, for reasons that we'll talk about at the end, have been rewatching some different versions of Daily Dose and some different episodes here recently. And I just was thinking about that very first time that you guys, I don't know if it was the first time you guys went live. It was like in response to this other project you guys had just finished up. Um, but it was so lovely to see what I knew was about to become Daily Dose. Um, mm. And then to hear you guys talk about it, not really knowing what it was going to be. So we're going to, a lot of what we're talking about today is going to be kind of reflecting on what Daily Dose is and what it means to you guys. And I'm curious to kind of start out, what was, what was your thought process during sort of that first conversation and going into that initial becoming Daily Dose? Do you want to answer? Initially, the first interview. Um, so the one with the toast. Yeah, the one with yeah. the toast, yes. The, the one where I ate all the toast, as it should be named. Yeah, it's true. Um, I haven't actually eaten toast. Stop it. Like Stay on top. Of <laughs> I always check it's to true. see he if does. it's my toast It's now. true. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> going for, <clears throat> I didn't know, <clears throat> I was a little nervous going for, for at the start. I didn't know what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. I was afraid we were going to have some you know, go into some argument or something which never, never happened. Um, but for me, especially during the pandemic, when absolutely everything shut down and so did AA meetings, I mean, they started up online, but they weren't the same. Doing this <clears throat> was kind of like an AA meeting for me. Mm. I mean, because of the pandemic, I got 
thanks to Dana, live on on Daily Dose twice, I got given a uh, a year sobriety chip. Mm. So yeah. for me, it was it was kind of like that. It was, it was important. It helped me, and I learned a lot as well listening to other people. Okay, I, I love. Want- I'm going to more from Dana, but just really, really quick. Can you explain what it is that you get out of AA meetings and what it is that you get out of that you similarly get out of this? It's, it's like that old, you know, one of those old adages that you have misery loves company, knowing you're not alone. This still listening to people talk about their, you know, what, what their story and what got them from there to here. It's it's humbling. It's it's helpful. It's a blessing to hear it from you know the safe end of all of this. Mm. It it may it reminds you you're not alone, and hopefully this is what we did um, for that. And that's what AA meetings are for for me. You're not alone. You're in a room that you're not you're never judged. Everyone's mm. in there's the same, mm. and there's there's something friendly and peaceful about that. Weirdly, that's lovely. That's, there's a lot of interesting things within that that I'm definitely going to loop back to. But Dana, where were you at for that first conversation? And what were you hoping to <laughs> Well, so we had done this huge nine-part, nine-week series that wrapped up in April. Um, and it had it had so exceeded whatever expectations we put on it. And I don't feel like we really had any expectations for it. But, you know, my little website had been getting, I don't know, 800 views a month and it went to 25,000 views. Mm. And people just poured out of the woodwork to say, you know, that they also understood this, that they were struggling, that they were married to someone who was struggling. They'd grew up around alcohol, all these things. The outpouring was so profoundly moving Mm. that, I felt like, God, I think there's a place for this to keep going. And then we had taken this online two-day workshop about how to sort of, you know, build your expertise and, and be a person who who was living up to your brand. I, that's not exactly it, but close enough. Mm-hmm. And what they really were saying is you just need more content to sort of provide this body of evidence. Mm-hmm. So. I said to Maz at the end of the first day, what if we just did some online conversations? And for me, the important piece, and no one who knows me will be surprised by this, but the key piece to this was that they needed to be short, they needed to have a topic, and they needed to stay on topic. So you might remember that in July of 2020, we had the previous administration in the White House. COVID was not going well. Um, the world was felt like it was on fire from about 40 different angles. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty furious all the time. And so we would start these little online conversations about nothing. And then we would go into this kind of, you know, political rant. And by we, I mean me. So the point was (laughs) to see what would happen if we just said for 15 minutes, we're going to talk about some aspect of addiction, alcoholism, or our marriage surviving it. And that was really the only goal we had. Mm-hmm. And so it just started from there. I, th- I feel like we said, what if we just did 50 episodes? What if we just did 50? Well, mm-hmm. 334 episodes past 50. I guess we did 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's 
There's a million things about that that I'm so curious about. We're going to talk about kind of how you guys went from that initial year and what the ways that Daily Dose has evolved. But I know from knowing your brand and your mission really well um, that a big part of your mission is that isolation that both you and Maz kind of alluded to there. And I'm curious as to... There's this secret theme to Daily Dose, not that secret, it's very intentional, I'm sure, um, of the perception of you are alone that comes with this for family members, for the person struggling with addiction or in recovery or whatever. Um, And then there's the reality of all of this community that you're talking about and that experience of seeing this outpouring. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that initial isolation and the the kind of counter narrative that you have both created and found. Mm. Uh, do you have anything to say off the bat? You go for it first. Okay. Um, I, it kind of makes me cry a little bit, Lillian, to think about it because, wow, while the years that Maz was drinking were in so many ways, the loneliest, hardest years of my life, and I, I can't speak for him, but to watch someone you love decline into something that is so beyond what you can get to or reach, it it really was like watching a very slow death. Mm-hmm. Um, except that when you're watching someone you love die of cancer, you're, you sort of understand it. I didn't understand it. And so I just never talked about it because I didn't know how to talk about it. I was super ashamed of it. If I did have an inkling of it, I felt like a failure. I was mortified that I brought this into my child's life. I was angry that I was having to deal with it. I missed this man who I had so much regard for and who I was so in love with. And then I just was so confused. How in the world could I not solve this? I could not figure that out. And and I just have to believe because of the way everyone else has talked about it with us that I was not singular in thinking no one else will understand this and everyone will judge us. So we just can't talk about it because mm. everybody feels that way. And what I can tell you today is I do not understand how we can all know that it's not true, but it becomes so true for us that we shut everything down that we can. We put up as many doors or barriers as we can to anybody actually discovering the truth. And we just, hunker down and convince ourselves that no one will understand it. So we can't talk about it. I don't understand how that myth continues to perpetuate, but it does. It Mm. is alive and well today. And um, it, it is excruciating for me to imagine anybody else being where I was. And I know that many people are in much worse places than I was, but that isolation piece is just indescribably lonely. Mm -hmm. And Maz, for you, how was that? And we don't have to go too much into this, but how was that similar to or different from your experience? It was similar in some odd ways. I mean, when I 
when I actually I'll let my let myself do some self-reflection I, I knew there was something wrong with me mm. I didn't know what to do about it and then when I started to think that and stop myself doing it it was always a um, I was in a weird place that well I don't deserve help mm. you know I I had I had a life and I, I threw it away so this is it so this is what I'm I'm left with and there is a lot of despair there but you kind of one thing I've I've no I've noticed talking to a lot of addicts is that that's similar with everyone and you push that deep down and then you wallow in it. Mm. It's not even self-pity, it's it's it, sort of a crazy a, resignation. A, yeah, it's a resignation and a realization that this is you know there's no way out and this is it. So, you know, tread water till you go down. Yeah. That was that that's was quite the single common. That was the single most revealing moment of Daily Dose to me was the first time Maz said that. We were talking to Shannon Stefke in 2020 and he said that and you can see my face. I I cannot believe that that is where he was at um, because I, that is just an unimaginable place for me to go to. Mm -hmm. Just another thing that was so valuable for me as someone who did not have an AA community or an NA community or, or Al-Anon community, excuse me, before all this started was we had conversations because we had to talk about something. We had conversations we never would have had any other way. I never would have known about him. Never. I never would have gotten that insight because if he knew it, he'd already shared it at AA and wouldn't have thought to share it with me. I would never have yeah. thought to ask because it's an inconceivable thought for me. I would never have learned so much about him, about us, and about me. It, yeah. it has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. I mean, since I've been sober, we've been talking, but we, and it wasn't an intentional reveal. We just doing this <laughs> has brought stuff out. I had no idea Dana desperately thought she needed to go to Al-Anon. Mm. I did and then realized and I desperately and I just thought well of course and I, it never dawned on me that I you know I was getting all the help in the world going to AA meetings and I just thought Dana was fine mm. yeah yeah that's so that's so interesting and the idea that that you two both had these assumptions about what the other one was going through and what the other person's experience was and it's not until you have this conversation that like you said is so there's so many emotions wrapped up in this and there's so much shame and there's so much, much isolation from this, the idea that you're the only people experiencing this. And then also from each other. Yes. And I feel like daily dose is the exact counter to that. Like the intention mm -hmm. you guys set out to have, which is making other people not feel the, that terrible feeling of mm -hmm. isolation and shame. Um, is exactly what daily dose is and it's it's that i think that from what i'm hearing from you guys the surprise is both how much of a community there was mm -hmm. but also how much you guys were able to find each other more in that um and i'm curious if you guys could describe the experience of the reality of how much of a community there is versus that perception mm -hmm. of you're the only ones who've ever gone through this and so you can't talk about it because no one will understand and then the reality of what you have found and what is actually out there 
Well, for me, uh, so I went into rehab on my 47th birthday. So that, it was a Thursday. Mm. That night I went over to St. Genevieve. Uh, St. Genevieve, the, the front building by Prairie St. John, if you if you happen to be in Fargo and know that place. Um, so I had my first AA meeting there and I got my 24-hour chip. And there was about 40 people there. And I thought, all right, so there's 40 people in here and I've just admitted something and I haven't said to anyone in years. So I thought I can deal with this. Maybe this won't be that bad the first so three days later on a saturday morning they bust us to um saint oliver or just oliver, oliver yep. lutheran church in in fargo where the the eight o'clock saturday morning men's only group met so i walked into this room and there was a, maybe 250 300 men mm. in there and I, I i walked in and caught a breath i thought what the bloody hell is this and within an hour I, I felt almost relieved that I certainly was not alone. I mean, if you could, they weren't even in the basement of this church. There were so many of them. I mean, this, this church is huge. So they set aside half the main floor. There's, you know, 50 or 60 tables with 10 or 12 people around them. Yeah. Uh, and it was everyone, when you go around, it takes about 10 minutes to, to introduce each other, you know, say, I'm Maz, I'm an alcoholic. Um, it felt almost releasing, like as though a weight was lifted off your shoulder. That I thought, well, all right, so this kind of makes sense about when they start saying, you know, it's not, it's more common than you think, or mm. there is hope for you all. And then to walk into a room of people in various stages of living with sobriety, it, mm. it was a, it was powerful medicine. Yeah, I didn't say I felt great straight away, but mm -hmm. I, you know. <clears throat> It, it was a, it was a good starting point. And I think for me, you know, I, again, the, the influx of emails and texts and messages that we got when we <clears throat> first went public with this in February of 2020 from all over the country, to complete strangers, um, gave me my first inkling of, just an understanding that there, if you don't have this in your life, you are the anomaly, actually. Yeah. It's very, very rare to meet anybody who can say, I have no experience with it. And mother, you can't say it now either because your son-in-law's done it. So I, I don't know anybody who can say it, that they've got no experience with addiction in their life. Um, so that was my first inkling. But then for me, I think the, the real surprising moment of Daily Dose was that I would be in the grocery store and someone would come up to me and say, are you on that program with your husband on TV? And I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and they would say, me too. I'm watching you all the time. Uh, complete strangers. Mass had it happen. Uh, unbelievable small conversations every single time I would think to myself maybe we've kind of said everything we need to say let's wrap it up within five hours some stranger would yeah. stop one of the two of us somewhere and say please keep doing this work it's so important and here's what's most interesting to me when we made this announcement six weeks ago not one person has said to us 
please keep going, which I'm taking as a positive that this is the right step, not as a see, no one's paying attention. This is the right step right now. I feel incredibly confident mm -hmm. that we're doing the right thing. And you and I, Lillian, feel confident that we're doing the right thing from a marketing perspective. So it's the universe is has blessed us in this work. Mm -hmm. And the universe is going to continue to bless us. I just know it's true. And my hope and my understanding is this work isn't going anywhere. 384 episodes will live there until YouTube crashes or all the satellites fall out of the sky. So it's here. Okay. That's a very bleak peek into the future <laughs> that you imagine. Um, but I'm assuming that's like centuries from now. When... Centuries from now, William. I think, we, I think we might be talking worst case scenario here. Just, <laughs> just... Um, but I think that that leads really well into another the sort of next thing that I want to talk about, which is, so you guys, you have this experience of isolation. You have this experience of getting a peek into this community. And then you guys decide to move forward. And you, what, like you said, you had that idea of 50 episodes and you decide to just go and do it every day. Um, and, you have, and that's where the name Daily Dose comes from as you guys ended up doing that every day for a year. And I'm wondering about what that experience was like. And then because I talked to you, I know, but pretend that I don't know. What was the experience of the transition like? Um, you know, when we were doing it five days a week, everything of significance was pretty shut down. Mm -hmm. So it felt easy to do. I mean, there, there was just wasn't that much going on in the world unless you were a frontline worker, but we are not. So we were doing our jobs. You were on summer holiday. I was mm -hmm. working from home. Um, and for whatever reason, I never felt like five days a week was a stress or a strain. Oh, we did it so. for we 56 did it. straight weeks. We did it from me flying to Montana to have a family event around something that was happening. We did it from my two weeks away writing retreat. We did it on the car in the car on the way to get Maz's um, green card renewed before he became a citizen. It just... It, like the way you get up in the morning and you think, well, should I brush my teeth? Should I not brush my teeth? You don't question that. You just brush your teeth. We just got up and did daily dose. Um, and then we worked with you and you gave us this incredible gift, which was, I feel like you're fatigued and your audience might be too. What if you took August off? And the reason that it worked so beautifully for me is it felt like we were taking a European holiday because so many Europeans take August off. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. <clears throat> that makes me feel very, very shishi and posh. So we took that month off and then came back to two days a week, which um, I think has been really important and a good cadence. And the only mm -hmm. thing that doesn't make sense about it is the name. <laughs> well, and like we talked about then, the name makes sense because you did do it daily dose right. every day sure. for right. those 56 right. weeks. Yeah. But Maz, what was that experience like doing those those five days a week for the 56 weeks and then the transition? <clears throat> the only stress was when we couldn't, we suddenly realized that we hadn't actually agreed on a topic, which happened. It didn't happen very it didn't, often. It didn't happen very often. I mean, some some mornings we'll, uh, you know, at about 7.30, Dana, hey, Mazzy, how about we do this instead? And I, and I read what Dana's said, and I went, yeah, right. And it seemed to work. You know, <laughs> some, you know, 
Some of them may not have looked been as polished as others. Most of them. They yes. tried it, and we also try to keep to current events. You know, if something big happened in one night, we try and is there a way we can talk about that related to alcohol? Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite thing we did was Memorial Day. Mm. I looked mm. up the history of Memorial Day and I looked up statistics for veterans, um, you know, mm. addiction rates for vet. And we talked about that. Mm. And that was just a, well, it's veterans. Like, what do we do? And so I, I just spent an hour doing a super quick search on the Internet. And then we just made this thing work. But it was one of my favorite episodes. Mm. And lots uh, of people thanked us for that, too. It's mm. like, I thought, if had we planned that, it could have been extra great. But as it was, it was just good. <laughs> well, and had you planned it, maybe it would have been overthought. You know, yeah, like maybe the, some of that authenticity that you guys radiate would have yeah. been yeah. there, and then it wouldn't have felt so real. Um, so you never know. I can re I can look back at my life and tell you a million things that I could have, would have, should have, and I yeah. wouldn't have been exactly where I am. So um, the the so the other thing that was sort of it, it at what point and what was the process of starting to bring on guests you know i don't really I don't remember, remember above and beyond <laughs> feeling like <clears throat> there had been three people for the beginning of this decline in this mm -hmm. house because it really started in earnest i would say when quinn was in high school that maz's drinking got bad mm -hmm. and um i felt like quinn might have such an interesting perspective, both as a young man, as a stepchild, as someone who had gone through it, but then had been away. Quinn was 21 when Maz went into the hospital. Um, and, and most important to me, and, and one of my biggest areas of gratitude for Maz's sobriety is that Maz and Quinn repaired their relationship after Maz got sober too, which would not necessarily have had to happen. Quinn was out of the house. He was, <clears throat> there was no real reason for that to happen above and beyond the fact that they both decided to see if there was something worth restoring. And my gratitude for that is just boundless because these are the two most important men in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't want Quinn's experience to be where it had been and I wanted them to have their whole own new relationship, which you absolutely have absolutely. independent of me. Thankfully. Yes, thankfully. So we started with Quinn and it, it just was an interesting dynamic. So that, I think he was like episode 71 or 72. And we have done it every single Thursday we've gone live with the exception of the Thursday we couldn't get somebody's uh, computer to work. And so we did my eyebrow pencil, which was sort of a guest. It, it had a backstory leading <laughs> up to sobriety of where she bought the eyeliner. It did. It, it did. It, it was weird, but it made sense. It did. But otherwise, you know, we've done, I don't know, 92 guest episodes or some bonkers. I, I am oh, going to need to watch the eyebrow pencil episode. I'll send it to you. Episode. I'll yeah. send it to you. It's a good one. It's, it's actually okay, not as you. weird as it sounds, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to bet that it both is and isn't. That's that's a safe bet, Lillian. It's a, it's a David Lynch special. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So then, then it just sort of took off. And those conversations were so powerful, so engaging. Mm -hmm. It was so amazing to, in essence, sort of hear the same story through individual lenses that 
I can't imagine now not having done that piece of it, not to mention the fact that we met some incredible oh, human beings, yes, just did. incredible human beings. Yeah. Mads, I'm curious about the same experience for you, just guests in general or kind of what that process looked like when you first started bringing people on and what it's been since then. Just listening to the guests, again, for me, it was like <clears throat> going to a meeting, listening to their stories, how, you know, how they got from there, you know, what they did with their lives. I mean, a lot of them, some of them became counsellors, you know, they went back to school. Some of them started not, well, a couple of them started non-profits. One of them, a mother started a, a fantastic website that lets you get information on the best Kind of like fit. orbits. Yeah, yeah. The, the best fit um rehab rehab center for your child or anybody and you know yeah. she did it because her daughter was uh, really struggling with her addictions and she's completely sober now and they we had them on separately and on together mm. i mean that was amazing yeah yeah i mean to talk to police officers who figured it out or who had to figure it out because they were publicly revealed or to talk to um children of alcoholics or spouses of alcoholics or people in recovery or people still trying to get to being on a full sober side of recovery or um clinicians and therapists or social workers or legislators or um people from all over the country i mean we or the first lady of north dakota i mean it was a big deal to have Catherine helgas bergham join us to talk about her own story yeah. and recovery reinvented. It was a big deal for me to speak at recovery reinvented. All of those connections came about in part because of you, Lillian, and in part because we just got curious about who, who else wants to come on and talk. And it turns out once you sort of rip that bandaid of, I can never tell anyone this. Once you decide, I think I can tell this, then you're pretty happy to tell it almost anywhere that will give you a platform because you know that you might be the person that someone hears that helps them take their first step. And it's that first step that is both hardest and most important. Yeah, I think that's that's so interesting. It's As you're talking about this, it's reminding me of shortly after we did that first audit, I ended up coming on and being a guest and this was years ago. Not years ago, like two years ago. <laughs> the past, the past <laughs> is all one blur. Sometime between the beginning of time and the end of time, I was on Daily Dose. Yep. Um, and I shared it on Facebook because I know that that's an important thing to do as a social media marketer. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked by how many people reached out to me. I was shocked by people kept referring to it as brave, and I, it was just like one of those moments where I was like. It literally did not occur to me that <laughs> because it's been part of my life for so long and because yeah. it's so and part of my family and it's something I talk about in life so often yeah. that it hadn't occurred to me that, and it was interesting because my first reaction to people saying it was brave was like, should I have thought about this more? <laughs> <laughs> we thought that too when yeah. people started to contact us. Um, and then the next thing I thought was how how much th this idea of you shouldn't talk about it, like how important that constant counter of no, you should, and, and it's good. And there's so many good things that come out of that. I had my whole family, my dad's side of the family. I got a text from my dad's cousin 
who had been sent it by my aunt who wanted me to help her figure out how to send it to her sister who wasn't on Facebook. She's like, is there a way for her to watch? Like, wow. <laughs> it was like, she was like, Jamie needs to see this. And you gotta figure like, and I was like, okay. Like somebody who I talked to once every five years um, was reaching out to me because of daily dose. And um, I think it's that it's the thing that we've talked about already, which is the perception of isolation, the perception that you are alone. And the direct counter that daily dose will continue to be that you are not alone. Um, so I, I think one of the things that we've talked about a little bit is the idea that you guys, that this, this is going to continue to be out there, that daily dose, this is the last episode that is being created. There's potential, you and I've talked about a lot of different things that could happen in the future. Those are all maybes for the future. There's nothing I think to be announced yet. Nope. Um, <laughs> But uh, those maybes for the future exist. But I think what I what I I want to talk about what does it mean to you guys that this that these three hundred um, three hundred and eighty four episodes exist and they're a library of this that will continue to be there until those that bleak future you described. <laughs> um, what does that What does that kind of mean to you guys? You go first, Doctor Mary. Yes. Yes. No, don't focus on that. Focus on the question. Um, I think it's it, it's it's it's. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I, I you know, it's not it's not the the first play. It's it's just another um, tool for someone to survive. I mean, we had a guest on who said that they got sober listening to podcasts. They didn't go to AA because they didn't want to be labeled, but they listened to podcasts mm. about how people dealt with it. So, you know, a lot of our stuff is now podcasts as well. So that's just a, a wonderful tool for someone. Mm. The YouTube videos probably won't go away. Right. Clearly uh, not. So, you know, they're there if people can, people can you can find them. It, what, you don't really have to watch them in order. Just pick one. And if, you, you know, you can, they don't tell a continuing story. So you don't have to find number one and then move on from that one. Although one is fun. My hair looks terrible and Maz ate all the toast. Yeah. There's so, that. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, COVID if hair. You want, if you want terrible hair, go to episode one. If you want a unique conversation around an eyebrow pencil, that is somewhere in the guest. Somewhere yeah. Kind of, yeah, exactly. like in the 60s, probably. But they're there and they're helpful. I mean, you know, I think one of the counselors at Prairie St. John, where I went to treatment, gets his group to watch some of them. Mm. You know, they can just get onto a computer and just, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes, even if they just, you know, if they just show them a couple or any of our guests, mm -hmm. that's some great insight for where they're at. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this, we're not counselors by any stretch of the imagination. So this won't, this won't cure you or save you, but it will help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So, the, the other thing that is also not going away is that larger community that exists. And I'm curious about if there's a general experience, like you talked, you talked a little bit about this with that idea of like finding out that there's all these podcasts and all these YouTube things. Are there other things within that idea of community, maybe particular guests or just spaces that you've found that there are additional ways in addition to going back and picking episodes and watching that. And if this is someone I have like comfort TV shows, I can imagine daily dose being that comfort YouTube channel for someone who goes back and watches that. 
are there other ways and spaces that you have found that people can tap into that community? Um, that's a great question. You know, we had a lot of people on who have their own podcasts, run their own programs. Um, and then sometimes we were on their shows. Yeah. Um, and so there was sort of this mm -hmm. great uh, reciprocation that was interesting. Um, you know, I, if you if you do a Google search for recovery or alcoholism or addiction or anything like that, there's no shortage of places to go. What what I am proudest of is that nobody really has done it the way we've done it. Mm -hmm. A such low production value, which has not always been great. Not always been great. We're, we're passing the savings on to the customer. <laughs> but um, but the there's nothing slick about Daily Dose. There's, there's very little prepared about Daily Dose. This is really us. You saw us get on irritated with each other and work mm -hmm. through it. You saw something gets said that was a complete revelation. You saw um, you saw me much more often than Maz get emotional about something. You saw Maz Mary, and I think this is so important and then I'll put up this comment from my mom. You saw Maz Mary take the emotional equivalent to a punch in the face over and over and over again because he created a place where I could reveal absolutely almost every single facet of our lives. The only thing we opted to never speak about for lots of reasons, all of which are good, was our sex life. Mm. Everything else was on the table, even if you didn't love the table that was set. Yeah. And I can't imagine sitting five days a week, two days a week for two and a half years and having someone sit next to you and go, well, when Maz was a drunk, when Maz was passed out, when Maz was a useless waste. That's I, not useful to anyone. anyone. <laughs> no, but but he took it and he took it with grace and he took it with um, just absolutely no excuses, full ownership, and then found a way to say yes and here's why it's so much better than I'm past that. And that to me is a, is a study in just, I, I don't even exactly know how to put it into words, but truly, truly the most grace of any human being I have ever encountered. Thanks, Janet. Yeah, I think there is, that's, that's so, I, 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 I don't want to move away from that, but I do. There's a there's some other things that I want to cover as well, and I want to chat about that. So, I think what so I I want to the one of the big things that I want to make sure is clear as we're talking about this idea of that isolation situation that you guys were in, and then the the community that you found, and that it's something that you and I talked about a lot when we first discussed the idea of like, is this the time to let go? Is this the time to kind of move this away to being something else and, and set this to the side is that idea of like daily dose is 
is not creating new things this way anymore, but it's not going anywhere. Like it's still there and the community is still there. And that counter narrative to isolation is still there. And that, that, that very loud statement of this is not something that should be quiet. It is not something that should be hidden behind doors because that does harm. Yes. And the, the extreme counter narrative of that is here. And you guys have, you have moments for any, any occasion that's coming that you're addressing. There's an episode on daily dose about that. You guys have a couple episodes where you've talked about different things at the holidays. The last episode that you guys did, you talked a bit about ways to manage holiday parties and other things like that. I just rewatched an episode from, was it last year or two years ago where you guys were making that? Um, that was two years ago where we were making our fun drinks, our NA drinks. Yeah. Two years. It was. Oh, and we do. We've done summer drinks too. Summer, yeah. Summer non-alcoholic drinks. Summer festive drinks. Christmas non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if there's any occasion coming up that exists and there's that that larger community. And I think um, if there's people who are, if anybody, for whatever reason, I know that changes in a routine or in a plan, like if, if having daily dose exists is something that is like comfortable and safe for you, it didn't stop existing. It's still there. It's there's it's that true. Thing. It's, it's still there. Um, and something that I actually mentioned to you right before we, we hopped on here is those guests, like you said, they've got those podcasts they've got. So if you're looking for new stuff that exists, um, one of your former guests, Margaret is actually someone I got connected through with that. Um, and she has, you mentioned specifically that idea that you didn't have resources as family, as a family member, or a loved one. She is, her company is, um, her consulting thing. I don't know what to call it. I should know. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> is um, called Embrace Family Recovery. And she is doing um, some group sessions over the holiday. She had the first one last night. There's another one in two weeks. Um to help people and just create like a group place. She's doing some coaching uh, and she's doing them no cost for over the holidays, which is so lovely of her to do. Um, so this, this, the point that I'm trying to make in this very roundabout way is that this, this, ex, this still exists and this still is a counter to that. And I'm, I, we've got one more thing that I want to talk about, but before I do that, I'm curious as to what, what that means to you guys. Oh gosh, I, I'm so proud of this work, even when it frustrated me, even when it was hard, maybe especially when it was hard. I don't know how else I ever would have uncovered the stuff I needed to uncover in myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would have done that because I was not, this is such a crazy thing to say, but I was not gifted with addiction and overcoming it the way I watched Maz do that. Um, I, I watched Maz growing. I mean, you could almost see, well, not almost, you could watch Maz's whole body language change while he was in rehab, as he was discovering and uncovering facets of himself that had led to this. And, and as he was shedding that and, and stepping into a new version of himself. And I did not have that opportunity until daily dose and I, I'm just so grateful for it. So uh, absolutely go back to our guest conversations. Everybody's websites, everybody's information is in those YouTube channels. Um, 
go back and seek those people out because here's what I believe is true. I don't think anybody showed up on Daily Dose with a false persona. Mm. I think everybody who came, came honestly, came with a genuine interest in sharing their story in the hopes that it might help someone else. And if they have moved into the recovery realm as a profession, they're doing it because they genuinely believe that what they have to offer can make a difference. There's not a person we talked to who we got off and I thought, wow, that was gross. Not one. No. So find, seek those people out. You won't necessarily find new, well, you won't find new guests with Daily Dose, but there are a lot of be best guests to go back to and then seek them out. And guess what? If you're uncomfortable about it, reach out to them and say, hey, I came across you on Daily Dose. Mm -hmm. That will give them some context and it makes it a little bit less scary. It's like we've created mm -hmm. an invitation and an introduction for you. Yeah. Maz, how about you? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, pretty similar. I mean, there's, I, when Dana uh, suggested this, I, I was nervous at first, but then, you know, you can't stay silent if you have successfully mm. or are successfully living with an addiction. I mean, it's a chronic illness. So, I mean, then, then as we did this journey, I found out that just how lucky I am, 10% of people actually get out of a rehab with a change in their mind about wanting to be sober. Of that 10%, maybe 10% of those make it to a year of sobriety or even five years of sobriety. Only about 1% of those make it past five years. Mm. And it, it's, uh, with some people, it doesn't get easy. And I've also been blessed. In fact, I, to this day, you know, five years, 10 months, two weeks and two days, I haven't had a craving to drink. Mm. I know people who can't watch an alcohol advert on TV. Mm. So, you know, I, I, when Dana asked me to do this, I thought, well, I can't. I've got to do something. I can't just sit down and go, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm fixed I'm, well you know i'm in a good place but so uh, it's to me it was kind of yeah all right let's do something useful with this let's pay it forward mm. even if i even if all of these 380 something episodes help one person get through a dark night then yay well done yeah. us yeah i think it's certainly done more than that for more than one person but that's that's of, of very, I think that's every time I've talked to you guys, that's been the message. Like mm. if anybody is wondering if that's not, I don't think anybody watching you could possibly think that's anything other than the intention. But every time I've talked to you guys, when we talk about the idea of trying to find more people, when there's a lot of reasons to want to do that. But the core reason that you guys have always said is that you think this is helping people and you want to help more people. And that's the work that you, that we did together. And I think this, this still exists and it still can help more people and hopefully still will. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's a really beautiful thing. But um, the last thing that I want to talk about to allude to a little sneak peek of you guys think this is the last of anything from Daily Dose that you guys are going to see, but they're going to see something very special next week, um, which is a highlight video that we put together. And um, I want to talk just a little bit. I want to, we're not going to spoil the five minute video that's coming out next week. But um, I, when Dana and I were first talking about this, I said, can you send me, if you send me like 
five or six videos of daily dose. I'll just take those and I'll cut them together. Um, and instead you sent me about 30. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you send it to I got a little overzealous because <laughs> they were also interesting to me. So I'm curious as to what that experience of going back and looking at those and how it's like picking a favorite child. Like mm -hmm. there's um, so many of these videos and um, those moments and what that experience of going back and looking at that was like and potentially. Well, it's interesting. So Maz doesn't know this is coming. This no, is I new don't. information to Maz as well. So, I'm going to have um, to stop being surprised that my wife can surprise me. That's true. You should. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was interesting. I don't really go back and watch them. Um, I rarely go back and watch them the day of, particularly now with this new streaming service, because I don't have to download anything, which is so delightful. Um, but it was, it was really fascinating. It, it, I'm a performer. This is my favorite medium. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've been pretty consistent, but you can go back and watch early Maz Mary doing these. And he's sort of got that deer in the headlights thing. Um, and, and then you watch him slowly get more comfortable, get more confident, get more um, relaxed in front of the camera. And I think that's really interesting. Um, again, COVID hair, man, those early episodes are really hard well, to watch because my hair is did, so did, bad. Did, did you send anyone when we were, we sent out a search committee for your nose? No, but remember, <laughs> longtime watchers, I forgot about that. The sun used to come through this window and it would hit my nose at the perfect time and I would look like I had no nose. I forgot all about the nose it's, episodes. It's, it's there, there. Yeah, I mean, you know, people learned a lot of weird insecurities Entrenched about me. I think it's really interesting. It was interesting to me to realize that the first probably five or six episodes were things that we actually had been talking about. <clears throat> like the three legs of the stool that the therapist who we worked with introduced to us, which was, uh, for me, that was the singular turning point for me. Um, why Mask always has his keys with him. I mean, I, that was probably the unconscious impetus for the start of Daily Dose. We were on our bikes, Maz had his keys in his pocket. And I said to him, why do you bring your keys? It's my keychain that has the bike lock on it. And he said so casually, because when I was in rehab, I didn't get to have my keys. And I just was never sure that I was going to have a place to come home to. Mm. And I was so struck by that. I know exactly where we were on the road. And I said to him, wow, I feel like we have to talk about that in a much different, bigger way. And then that was one of our very, very early episodes. Um, why we stayed, all these kinds of things. Those we had, we had sort of danced around or discussed a little bit. But boy, 375 of these episodes came about because of Daily Dose because we knew we couldn't just show up and sort of song and dance our way through it. We had to have some content. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of remarkable to go back. And I very deliberately, after I hit like 28, I thought you have to stop watching because you're going to look at yeah. all of them and go, Oh, this is a good one. Actually, Ooh, this is a good one. It's 383. <laughs> right? yes. So I stopped at 30, Lillian. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate, honestly, I appreciate that. I had this moment of like, how do I, wow. what do I? It's going to be like a three hour. This is a Peter Jackson movie, not a five yes. minute wrap up. Come back in the summer for part two. Yeah. 
she understands that I told her I've recently gotten into video editing, so <laughs> I probably put something together. Well, I will say I've seen a preview of it and it's fantastic. I cried. I really, really loved it. I can't wait to see it next week. Yeah, I'm, I, I was, I had such, it was such a joy to put together. It was one of those things where in, for me in rewatching those, um, my experience was this is a very special thing that is very hard to capture in five minutes. And I wanted to find a way to make that. It really was for me, as much as I think your audience is going to love it and is going to see it and go, wow, this is like, this is a, a, hopefully they'll go, this is an encapsulation of the feeling of Daily Dose. Um, it really was my, my thank you on behalf of all the people who have watched mm -hmm. this to you guys of this is something truly special. And I know you say that a lot and I know we've talked about it a lot, but I really wanted you guys to have something that you could look at this five minutes with a song that Quinn produced yep. or wrote or put over um, one of Quinn's songs over the top. That is just a little, just a little encapsulation of the feeling that is Daily Dose. Because you're right, this does not exist other places. Mm -hmm. This is something that is wholly unique and is and is a package now. It exists there. And if you want to watch that 384 episodes, this episode is long. It's that 58 minutes. They're usually about 20 minutes. That's a lot of time. And I wanted to capture that feeling in five minutes. And I really hope this video did that because I want you guys to have something that you can look back at and go, oh, this is that special. This yeah. really does matter. Well, I can tell you, you did do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. I just want to put these three comments up really quickly because our podcast can't hear them. I'll sure miss you too with your words of wisdom in all sorts of areas. I'm sure you've been very helpful to many people throughout these past two and a half years. Keep happy yeah. and well, both of you and Riley. Thanks, thank you. Riley. Mother says, Wally, that would be Dr. Mary. You are the hero of this TV show. Absolutely. It's nice that your partner has the ability to sort of produce and lead this, but you are the one that I am so proud of. Sometimes I've watched you during a session where it all gets revisited. And I just think to myself, who could just sit and have that all recounted again and again, but you do. And by your selflessness, have saved lives or at least shown a light that only can come from your candle. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, Bonnie. And Bob says... Thank you, too, for all that you have done for the people with addiction and for yourselves and all of us who tune in. Uh, Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. That is um, three-fifths of our most most <laughs> su ardent supporters. So thank you for that. Not bad. No, it's good. Well, that's that's everything that I had. And I think ending on that note of these lovely people who have been a part of this from the beginning and your guys' lovely faces. And that video will be up next week. Otherwise... That's that's everything I wanted to talk to you guys about. And thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you. for all thank your you for back everything. end help, Lily. And it really, it made us better and it gave us a great direction forward. And as Lillian said, this is just the end of what this looks like now. We are absolutely planning already, whether Dr. Mary knows it or not, we are planning <laughs> other versions of things. Our work isn't done. It's just done in this way. So continue to share these um, videos with people in your life who need them. And um, thanks for all of your incredible support. It really, hmm, Well, I also want to thank you, Lillian. I also want to thank you for putting up with us because when we first met, 
and you did some metrics for us and we and you went and it this is and you've got like six percent six percent engagement and i went i went well wow, that's really good and i'm sitting there going, how i didn't learn about um internet access metrics when i was in grad school so i was just thinking well, okay yeah you <laughs> just gotta trust me what is wrong with these two? Yeah, I, yeah. No, it was. It's been an interesting, steep, and joyful learning curve. So, I think it's definitely time to wrap up. Lillian, thanks thank for the you. great questions. Oh, thank you. Thanks thank for you. joining us today and giving us the opportunity to reflect. We haven't done that, mm -hmm. so this was um, this was important for us as well as I hope everyone else. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate it, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Very, very best of luck to everybody in 2023. And the very last thing to say, I guess, is just if you are in that dark place, you do not have to stay there. No. And you don't deserve to stay there. So find help. Yes. Coming from the plant biologist, you're not a tree. Move. Yeah. Find help wherever yeah. you need to. And if you need to reach out to us to direct you somewhere else, do that. We're not going away. We're just going away like this. So that's it. Thanks. Thank you. We will be back someday and see you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.